0: Being in a (laughs) confined place with like four or five dudes. Sounds like a wet
1: dream to me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Unshut, a place where if at any point you feel like you need to shut the f up, don't. Can you guys still hear me?
0: Yeah. How's it going, Mo?
1: Awesome. I'm doing good. How's your guys' Monday going so far? Not bad. Not bad. Pretty good. Good. I appreciate you guys making the time for me today.
2: Of course. Thanks for having but, us. Yeah, thanks yourself.
1: No, for sure. Well, in my opinion, you both don't need an introduction, but for all the new listeners, can you please introduce yourselves?
2: Yeah, uh, my name's
1: Wyatt. And
0: <laughs> I'm Sean, and <laughs> we're in the Ivy. Yeah. And I do all the uh, synths, backup vocals, and bass live, and Wyatt.
2: And I just look pretty, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i can sing and play guitar. So.
1: Amazing. What's the story behind the name The Ivy?
0: Whenever I was having a little early life crisis trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life I left engineering school and decided to start a band and it was just me in the band at the time and I was trying to figure out a band name and I got Poison Ivy five times in a summer so I kind of called myself the Ivy just kind of as a joke at first and then it People were like, oh, that I really like that. That sounds cool. And then I decided to keep it. And, you know, a few short months later, I met Wyatt and asked him to join. And the rest is history.
1: <laughs> and now you're out here giving everyone Ivy still. <laughs> exactly. Ivy spreads. Exactly. You two met in Tulsa, Oklahoma while in music school. Who approached who with the idea to make music together?
2: Uh, so Sean came up to me. I was actually in a different band at the time but uh, Sean and I had like the exact same class schedule and we both just kind of like related on some of the artists we were listening to at the time. And he was like, wait, you're a singer. Like, do you want to try to mess around with some stuff? And I was like, sure. And our school every year put on this uh, music festival called the Metro Music Fest in Oklahoma city. And uh, he was like, man, I really want to play this, but I don't have a singer. And it started out, I was kind of like, Yeah, man, I'll play like one show, you know, I'll give it a try. And then from there, it kind of like my other band was kind of like on the rocks a little bit. So gradually I just kept playing with them and then it turned into what
1: we are now. (laughs) Sean, at any point were you like, "Hmm, let me try to do this by myself and then heard yourself back and were like, yeah, no, I'm not singing on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's how whenever I had like I started the Ivy was just me. And it's funny because I was on Craigslist with ads trying to find fellow musicians and they kept coming and going and coming and going. And so finally I just released the very, some old, old music. I hope no one finds it, but I was the one singing on that. I'll send you a link. No. Early days. <laughs> 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 this is 2015 and I hadn't yet met Wyatt. So I was just recording and singing myself. And then whenever I met Wyatt, I said, hey, why don't, using these songs and then it ended up just being us rewriting and or writing all new material and removing the stuff that why it wasn't a part of
1: that's amazing congrats on the new album by the way a door is still open can you give us a little backstory on how this album got its title
2: Mm -hmm. yeah um well i think for the past few years sean and i both have well i can speak for myself but like been in kind of a process of like leaving some old things behind as far as like belief systems and, uh, you know, ways of thinking about myself and the world and all that stuff. But it always kind of feels like there's a part of me that is always still going to be there regardless of like how I've changed. And I think that's true for everyone. And so a door still open is kind of like the idea of, you know, at any moment I could come like full circle and realize like, You know, that's okay that these parts of us like still exist, you know, so that's like a roundabout kind of way of explaining, I guess. And there's a song called A Door Still Open, which is kind of specifically touching on some of that stuff as far as like leaving things behind and shedding old beliefs and things like
1: that. I absolutely love that. I know this album was influenced by the time we spent together in Mexico. What would you say the sound be if you had a writing session in a place without a beach and it was a little colder?
0: Well, it's funny you say that. Our initial idea was to do a classic Cabin in the Woods writing trip for like a month. Um, And while we were excited and trying to plan this pipe dream out, we decided on Mexico because why just got his passport,
2: <laughs> yeah. we were going to have our uh, like Bonnie bear moment, but <laughs> I was like, man, it's summer. like I want to go somewhere tropical. So
0: but that's a good question. I wonder how the sonically it would have sounded. A lot of these songs were from demos that we had started previously. And then a lot of the songs on the album are actually songs that were started in Mexico. So I think it's a good half and half. So if we were in a colder environment, those all those demos that made it on the album probably would sound quite different.
1: <laughs> Love it. Is there a song on this album that almost didn't make the cut?
2: What, maybe three? Yeah, I'd say three was kind of... I, I grew to really like it. I, I never really didn't like it. It was just kind of like, I don't know if it fits the vibe. But uh, working with our producers, we were kind of able to make it it right in, I would say.
1: So interesting because I think it's very cohesive. Yet the way the emotions go from beginning to end on this album is just genius, in my opinion. So I was really curious about this. You know, out of all the songs on this album, which one could you hear a female artist jumping on?
2: Ooh, it's a good question. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, first that's of all. <laughs> so sweet, so kind. Um, maybe
0: like Gum's sauce flavor. Yeah, I could see if. Or Good Faith.
2: Yeah, I could almost hear like some female vocals in Good Faith. I'd love to make that happen. Yeah. On the next next uh, project for sure.
1: I love that. We'll have to just put that out into the universe and hope that someone either remixes one of your songs with a female vocalist on it. I think that'd be so sick.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Claim it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Is there a song on this album you can close your eyes to and see an entire visual to?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, I think Entangled for me as at the end of the album that's the closing track and personally that to me has the strongest visual identity whenever I close my eyes I think Tower of Terror is a close second
1: holy shit like if only you could see my notes (laughs) those are two that I have on here in regards to having a very visual experience which I'll share with you in a little bit but Wyatt I'm curious as to what would be yours
2: man I uh I would say there's a song, Stop on a Dime, because at the end, I just picture it like it kind of turns into a totally different song for me. And uh, yeah, I'm just picturing like all of a sudden you're in this dark, you know, kind of tunnel-like atmosphere of just like random sounds and chaos. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, stop on a dime for me.
1: Well, I just took a screenshot off my notes, which I'll send over to Amanda later because those are the three I have on my list. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> so either you, you guys are fucking witches or- This was just truly meant to be.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You never know.
1: Exactly. I had entangled on repeat. And before I even paid attention to the lyrics, I found myself getting lost in the sound. It was like being in a trance that was calm, yet loaded with emotions. When's the last time you had a song on repeat and just got lost in it?
2: Oh, what's that song by Wishy? Oh, yeah. Too True by Wishy. That would be mine. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been into a lot of those kind of shoegazy artists lately but yeah wishy shout out kevin protter um and hotline tnt i thought you'd change your mind by hotline tnt is another big one for me like it's embarrassing how many times i've played those two songs uh oh, man i think uh something
0: that kind of fits that vibe of just listening to a song for the vibe or for the mood of it uh it's popular these days kind of the um the Fred again feel, but there's a song called How It Feels by Barry Can't Swim. And it's a more like EDM vibe, but it's definitely one of those songs that and like Berlioz, who's kind of like a jazz fusion electronic artist. I just repeat those songs because the vibe is really good.
1: <laughs> I love it. Stop on a Diamond and Tower of Terror are also two of my favorites on this album. If you can pick one song you're most excited to play live, which one would it be?
2: Mm, stop on a dime, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it. I you know we've kind of been uh, <clears throat> just cycling back and forth between ideas, but yeah, because it's such a stark contrast, like the beginning to that like outro section. So we're kind of hashing that out right now but i'm excited Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a fun challenge entangled as well is
0: what i was gonna add oh yeah that's gonna be a great moment in the set
1: is that still is that like a very lengthy process for you guys trying to figure out the order of which songs are going to be performed
0: uh set list order it's always been one of my favorite parts of coming up with the live show and it usually comes pretty naturally i would say like in terms of which song goes where we try and make it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I love that. I noticed that in a recent interview, you guys talked about like, you know, being very mindful of the fact that people are paying to come see you. And I thought that was so refreshing because it's more than just putting on a show. There's so much thought and passion that goes behind it. And I appreciated that from you guys.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you uh, read that in an interview. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) It definitely means a lot when someone pays $10 or $20 to come see us. It's Something to be mindful of, for sure.
1: Absolutely. In my opinion, you both have mastered the sound of nostalgia with a timeless twist to it. It's nostalgic in a way you can't pinpoint because it's not the obvious retro sound, if that makes any sense. What is something nostalgic for you?
2: I'm really, I don't know, I'm inspired by, uh, I've been... Look, seeing a lot of those like Liminal Space TikToks. I don't know if you've seen those or like the backroom stuff. And I'm just like that feeling that it makes me feel is just like, man, I want to like capture that in a song, you know, because it just reminds me of, um, you know, I found my dad's old camcorder a couple of weeks ago and I was going through, like, he still had the old tapes in the bag. And so I tossed him in and I just sat for like two hours and watched like my home videos. And it was just like a, <laughs> ethereal, like transcendent feeling (laughs) because I was like, man, man, this is never going to happen again, but I'm so glad, like, I still get to revisit this, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be it for me. Jumping off that, I would say, honestly, home videos are the epitome of nostalgia. I remember being eight or seven years old and watching videos of me as like a five-year-old and it was only like two years apart, but watching it on this camcorder as a little kid, that feeling it was like a mixture of like happiness and sadness oh yeah um that has always stayed true anytime i watch an old video and i would love to think that our music is able to encapsulate like kind of like a happy sad sounding like song (laughs) i i love that
1: Would you say that that also could have been a little bit of foreshadowing? I mean, here you are making music, being interviewed, being in front of cameras. So at at seven years old, do you think that that was almost foreshadowing what your career would be? I mean, you were watching yourself at seven.
0: (laughs) Well, I, maybe it probably was, but I think, I think most people watch videos of themselves when they're like growing up. And so I think kind of, it's more of a, testament to this generation like and how like how stark the difference is from 2001 probably when i was watching this or 2000 to 2021 or 2024 where we are now now everyone is going to grow up having so many videos of them on their parents instagram or their parents facebook social media and i've always wondered how Different that will be for those kids, you
1: know. Interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know, like, I watch so many videos of me and I'm like, those ever make it online. I'm fucking killing someone. There's no way I want to see it again. (laughs) You two obviously spend a lot of time together. What is something you both enjoy doing apart without one another?
2: I started painting recently and I have no idea what I'm doing. I just start throwing shit on the canvas and seeing what happens. And then I put them in frames and I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. Just another type of art, I guess. Um, Yeah. uh, I like, uh, uh, you know, I take showers without Sean. I brush my teeth without Sean.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think just locking into my computer and learning any new skill, I think is so fun. Like anything to do with the Adobe suite, whether it's video or illustration or, photo editing, but also like, I don't know, you can just fall down a YouTube hole and learn four new things by the end of the week. And that's probably one of my favorite pastimes. If I had a whole week just completely alone to myself in solitude, I'd probably spend half of it on YouTube.
1: Well, I mean, when's the last time you both felt like, holy shit, we've been creatively bouncing off of each other for so long? Like, we need some time apart. I mean, it's definitely not a negative thing, right? Like, it's healthy to keep also your true identity and then come back together and create magic. But when's the last time you both felt like, you know, let's take some time?
0: For me, it's usually following a tour. um, And I think it's more less so the creative bounce back and more so just being in a... (laughs) confined place with like four or five dudes for like weeks on end you come back and you just need need a day to yourself
1: sounds like a wet dream to me i'm just kidding
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly no yeah same for me um van van life can be tough um i love it but yeah you need a break afterwards but yeah like sean and i actually we didn't live together until about two years ago Um, well, we did in college, but I lived in OKC for like five years. And so it was almost kind of the opposite of that. Like every time he would come to OKC, I'm like, all right, we got to really like take advantage of this time. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like once I moved in with him here in Tulsa, like, yeah, those moments came a lot more, I guess. Not in like a bad way, not like... fucking leave me alone. We got all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think people have like this idea that's like, you need to have your time apart. But I find that in my partner as well. Like we've been together for a really long time. And we do business together, we creatively do things together. And really, it's like, Sometimes not needing that time apart is also healthy because when you find your match and whether it's, you know, romantic or a a friendship, it's like you can't explain it. It was just simply meant to be. And that's good. You know,
2: absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Based on some Instagram research, I've created a couple of titles for you to pick out of to name a song or name an album after. Wyatt, I'll start with you. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed the sweetest post you made about your dad on Instagram. If you could pick one of these titles to name a future project inspired by your dad, which one would you pick? The first one is, buzz Cut or Dreads? I picked Long Straight Hair or Uh... (laughs) Traveling... (laughs) or traveling is better with you.
2: Oh, you did a deep dive. Oh man, definitely the definitely the buzz cut or dreads. I think my dad yeah, he would get a kick out of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did. Let me tell you guys, Like I've been so looking forward to this episode with you guys because, fun story, I usually don't do deep dives into artists that I really like. But what I do is, and this was even prior to doing the podcast, I had a playlist where I would put new music that I would discover, just put it on a random playlist and... Just, you know, it was my random playlist. Well, fast forward to a while later, a long while later, when I started the podcast, I said, I'm going to hit this shit on shuffle. Whoever comes up today is who I'm going to reach out to. And so you guys were one of the first few that I'm like, okay, I've got to shoot my shot. So yes. Oh, that's incredible. (laughs) So this Instagram deep dive literally is just recent. I'm not a fucking creeper. I didn't stalk my legs before. (laughs) Sean, congrats on your recent engagement. To celebrate this new era, which one would you pick? Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. The first one is No Way or Stiffed Fingers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's say, I would do Stiff Fingers.
1: Do you understand the reference of No Way, by the way?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. She said No Way (laughs) 10 times in a row. Yeah. (laughs) We've got a big classic hardware
1: yeah big congrats on that by the way i thought that was so thank sweet you.
0: thank you i appreciate it i'm i can't wait she's the best
1: are you guys going to be like super corny and play your music at your wedding or is that just so cringy
0: yeah def- i definitely will not um i think i'm gonna hijack the speakers
1: <laughs> hell yeah well
0: fun fact i have been uh, one of my side hustles since 2018 to make extra money has been DJing weddings on the weekend. And I've, so I've been in the industry of wedding DJs for quite a few years now. So I'm not going to have a DJ at my wedding. I'm just going to create my own Spotify playlist and have Wyatt or no, just have some friends grab the mic and tell people what to do. But Definitely not having a wedding DJ or a wedding band.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. I feel like that's definitely going to come to an end. There's no way you're going to have time for those side gigs ever again. So, oh yeah, <laughs> you're known for your pop, alternative rock, and R and B influences, which, by the way, you do great at. I remember the feeling of being called a poser because I was a gay choreographer who loved all types of rock music. Pop music, hip hop music, just to name a few. Would you ever play at an event catered to posers like me, who like all types of music?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Posers are welcome. You know, <laughs> uh, we're we're very pro poser in this household.
1: <laughs> Dude, yeah.
0: La- like last year, we were on a bill um, with Grayscale and Garden and Bearings and and then us. And so one of them was more of a. Uh, like a soundcloud sad boy music and then one was more like the killers indie rock and then one was more like pop punk canada blink 182 throwback so the amount of people that had or the amount of diversity in that crowd was incredible
2: <laughs> yeah
0: it was awesome it was really cool to play the
2: surprising amount of uh band crossover too like on its face the bill like didn't make a lot of sense in my opinion but like meeting people afterwards they are like i would have never thought to listen to you guys but like i'm so glad i found you and like that was a, a big surprise for us for sure mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we love you know variety
1: yeah was there ever a moment prior to releasing music where you guys wanted to have a nostalgic sound or did that just happen organically
0: uh that happened organically i yeah. don't think. At least in my recollection, I remember we would pretty much just write songs that we enjoyed. And then about a year after we were releasing music, people kept referring to us as 80s sounding. And, oh, you guys, your music sounds so 80s or so nostalgic. And that's not until we heard that that we really started, I would say, I don't even want to say leaning into it, but just kind of recognizing, oh, if I have a really crunchy synth pad with this style guitar and drums, then it's going to sound 80s. Or if you do this, then it's going to sound more, uh, you know, 90s with this chord chord structure.
2: What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think it started to be more intentional, I guess. Um, I think, yeah, the 80s thing in the beginning, for sure, it was like something that, Like, I grew up listening to 80s music, and then it didn't even really click for me that that's, like, kind of what we sounded like. Um, And then, like, recently, I think we've kind of gotten away from the 80s thing quite a bit, but it's still, yeah, trying to capture that, like, nostalgic feeling in a different way, maybe with, like, different sounds or even, like, uh, with a lyric or something. So, but, yeah, I think there's always going to be that component to it, for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you guys feel like you're creating your own genre? Because when I hear back, even some of your older stuff, I'm like, there is a little bit of an 80 mix to it. But I think this is why I the only way I could describe it was nostalgic with a timeless twist to it, because there's no really pinpoint to like, that's what sounds nostalgic. You know, I don't know. Have you guys seen that trend on TikTok where they do like this nostalgic sound of the 90s and it's just so nostalgic, but it's obvious it's from the 90s, right?
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. So,
1: you know, would you guys think that, or how does it feel to know that you're creating a sound that people can't really pinpoint, but somehow it brings us into this trance that is nostalgic, but it's not obvious if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that's always been the goal, whether we knew it or not, especially the idea of us creating or helping define a specific genre or style of music. Um, I love, emotional songs so if if the emotion in our songs represents nostalgia then i think that we're nailing it on the head
2: (laughs) we're uh nostalgia pioneers i guess you could say (laughs) (laughs) no i can't take that much credit but um yeah it's cool i just learning how to draw from everything that we're like listening to and consuming and then kind of you know putting our own twist on it
1: so why what's your dad's favorite song? Ooh, my dad's favorite song.
2: It's gotta be it's gotta be a George Strait song. I couldn't tell you which one, but yeah, there was a ton of George Strait playing in our household or in the car riding around. Um sorry, yeah.
1: let me let me rephrase that. What is oh, one of your my... dad's favorite song of you of yours?
2: <laughs> sorry. Um I think uh I think my dad's favorite is uh, gold. Probably,
1: yeah. And Sean, what about your fiancé? Is there a song that she is just like fangirls over all the time?
0: Mm. Well, she really likes the new song, Gums Lost Flavor. And then I remember she was listening to Broad Shoulders a lot back when that came out. And so I'm curious if it's just because those are the songs <laughs> that I've released since we... Because I started talking to her right as we were releasing our look inside ep and so maybe she was being a little more coy and didn't want to or a little yeah shy about it and didn't listen to my music with her is what she told me but yeah since then it's probably been broad shoulders
1: (laughs) that's amazing what is your guys's like next big move obviously this album is incredible obviously there will be more live shows But what is something out of this world that it's even maybe a little bit hard to think that it could be a reality for you guys? But for me, it's definitely not because I believe in you. I believe in your music. But what's something so out there that you guys are like, let's put it into action.
2: I I think definitely one of my top goals is to be like in the first three lines of a festival headline. That's, yeah, dream goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely festival. And
0: definitely... It's, uh, I would say a bus tour. I would love to be able to mm-hmm. tour on a tour bus. Once I do that, you know, I've pretty much fulfilled my childhood dream. Oh,
1: yeah, bus tour for sure. What yeah. would be a must have on that bus?
0: Uh, pita chips and hummus. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and maybe like
2: probably some LaCroix. Um,
0: I'd bring my switch, play some games.
2: Yeah.
1: Dang your fiance and your dad are like, what about us?
2: <laughs> oh, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, maybe maybe someday when we can have yeah, I mean sorry, we don't have room. There's too many pita chips <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if, if people were an option, that would be a different <laughs> a different story.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I'm looking forward to sleeping on a floor bus, but yeah. yeah. I've heard
1: it's not the best. <laughs> You're young yeah. enough, you can handle it. Exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sean and Wyatt, it's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you. And it was truly an honor being able to be a part of this incredible album release. Please tell everyone listening where they can find you and where they can stream your music.
0: Yeah, you can find us all over the internet. Our our um, handle is at WeAreTheIvy everywhere on Twitter, or sorry, on X, on Instagram, TikTok. And then also, you can stream our music anywhere: YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever else <laughs> titles.
2: <is> Deezer,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I've actually never heard of Deezer. This is the second time I hear of Deezer. Never heard of I it. I don't
2: either. I mean, <laughs> I'm lost.
0: I think it's stronger in the year in Europe, but it's a it's a streaming service we'll go with that
1: <laughs> yeah awesome i feel like we're going to be able to get a european female vocalist on one of these songs i can feel it Deal, let's,
2: us up. let's do it yes
1: <laughs> awesome thank you guys so much for your time amanda thank you also and congrats on this album i'm completely in love with it thank you
2: though thanks i
0: appreciate,
1: appreciate it i'm also <laughs> low-key kind of choking right now so i'm like trying not to cough and choke at all at the same time so <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you guys again yeah it's been fun hey if you've made it this far don't forget to follow the socials on the screen or in the description below and don't forget to subscribe to this channel see you next week